Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Welcome back, everyone, to the PA the FI Way podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and I'm really excited because we have another special guest on today's show. We have Ludi, and she is a PA that is also interested in financial independence. So welcome to the show, Ludi. We're really excited to have you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I'm Ludi, and I'm excited to be here. <laughs> awesome. We're super excited to have you. Ludi, can you please share a little bit more about yourself for the listeners, like what you do as a PA and the type of background that you think our listeners should know about you? Okay. Um, I'm I'm Ludma. So my first job as a PA, I was a surgical PA, general surgery PA. and But now recently, I'm a breast surgery PA. So I mostly work with patients. I'm focused on breast and mostly with patients with breast cancer. But we also see different types of patients with breast pain, breast abscess, different anything that relates to the breast, like we take care of it. Sure. And my job is 80% clinic and 30% or, or meaning like we mastectomy, first assisting mastectomy and lumpectomies. And um, clinic, we see patient again, like I said, with breast pain, abscess, we do incision and drainage, seroma drainage and biopsies if needed as well. Very cool. Very interesting. So how long have you been practicing as a PA then? So I've been practicing for two years and a half now as a PA. Cool. Yeah. I'm sure it went by fast, but it sounds like the majority of your practice has been during the pandemic. So that's kind of difficult. Oh, yes. 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 It was. Well, can you share what you enjoy most about practicing in your specialty for the listeners? One thing I enjoy a lot is working with an all-staff, all-female staff. And I think that's really cool. I work with the breast surgeon or female, like the medical assistant, the nurse, the other, um, the NPs and the PAs, they're all female. I like that. And most of my patients, like 90, 98% of my patients are female. And we have like here and there some male with breast cancer, but it's really minimal. I just really like working with women and seeing them in different stages of their life and being able to we support them at different stage. And I find that really rewarding. Very cool. It sounds like a very nice environment that you work in and that you kind of found your niche right now, at least. And that's awesome to hear. Yes. Yes, we can say that right now. I, I did. Yeah. Cool. So Ludi, you shared with me when we connected on Instagram that you have a pretty interesting background. So can you share that, you know, where you're from originally and kind of share all that information with us? Um, I am from Haiti. I grew up in Haiti 17 years of my life. And in 2010, January 12, 2010, we had an earthquake. At that time, I was in high school. And uh, 
I was there and three weeks after that, I was basically, I came to America on a visitor's visa because I used to come here in the summer and uh, that, that January, I, I literally made the decision for myself and I told, since, I told my mom, I was like, since our, we lost our house, we don't have anywhere to stay and it makes sense if I go with my aunt for a couple, for a couple months and then I'll, I'll come back. And then she was okay. She was okay with everything. So I left Haiti on January 28th, 2010. And I came to New I was I came to New York City. Okay. Interesting. And in my mind, I thought I was gonna be in New York City for two months and then I'll be back to Haiti to finish high school and everything will go back to normal. But here am I still here. I'm so happy about it, but yes. Very interesting. I don't know if you guys who are listening have had the chance to listen to last week's podcast episode, but I had Elf on the show too, and he was from Haiti as well. So it's really fun to meet two PAs that are originally from Haiti because both of you have seemed like you have a very interesting story and then are both into financial independence and just have a lot of interesting things to share with the listeners. So thank you for sharing all this stuff with us today. It's really interesting for sure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And then, Ludi, how did you first learn about financial independence? And then what drew you to the FI community? Um, so when I was in PA school, I was budgeting on my iPhone Note app. Sure. And I was like, this is not, I think there's a better way for me to budget. Maybe there's an app. Maybe there's something that I don't know about. And so I was just like Googling like budgeting, budgeting app or budgeting sheet or budgeting something like a piece of paper or whatever. And I came across um, Reddit. Um, and then on Reddit, I found this guy who posted a finance, um, a personal fi- zero based budget sheet. Okay. And uh, under the comment on the budget sheet, he was also talking about oh, fire, money, mustache, and a bunch of blog. And I was like, what is that? And I, when I put fire on Reddit, and I was like, oh, my God, this <laughs> is crazy. There's a whole population. There's a whole group of people out there who are doing that. Right. And then some people have been do it, doing it for the longest, and I was just so shocked. So Reddit is where I like learned about fire, nice. the rabbit hole of fire on Reddit. That's super cool. Very cool. And so what do you feel like drew you to the fire community then once you learned about it? I think freedom. Sure. Basically, being able, these people, they were able to kind of like leave their workspace, being in a position to be able to leave the workspace. And to do the things that makes them feel elevated in life, things that they feel like that they should pursue and how they should live and the way they raise their children. And I just feel like these people probably felt lighter, not being not being constricted to a specific workplace to be in a certain way. So that was like, I was like, I want to be like that. I don't I that was the that I was drew into like the fire community and I was just like okay how do I calculate I'm not I didn't I I wasn't working yet so I was like how do I calculate like how do I figure this thing out and I was like once I get a job I'm gonna figure it out find my fire number and that's that's what's gonna happen to me nice nice very cool 
And Ludie, I'm really sorry to hear about how you lost your home when you were young. I think that sounds, you know, pretty traumatic experience to go through. But could you share how, you know, that experience kind of turned into moving to America and then how your journey to PA school was different than most? Yes. Um, So when I moved here, my mom always say the only thing that you truly have in life is what's in your mind. So when I first got here, I was like, okay, how do I get into school? Like after like three months of being here and still I can't go back to my country, things were still the same. We still didn't have our house and she was figuring things out for her. So I was like, okay, I need to find a way, like very naive, like on a visitor's visa, trying to find a way to go to college in America. And I found this woman, she was a college advisor at a CUNY school in New York. And she spoke to me and then she was like, okay, I can help you. She helped me apply to college and actually got in. And uh, I didn't know, I was like, okay, so now I'm in college. I didn't know I have to pay for this. Sure. So... But thank God my mom and my dad, they were able to help me to pay for college for like the first year was really tough. And I I applied to for student visa. So I switched from a visitor visa to an F1 status student visa. Sure. And after like a year of being in America, they granted Haitian citizen what they call the TPS. It's a temporary temporary protected status which allows you, it's like a temporary resident where you stay in America for 18 months, which you renew every 18 months. So with that, I was able to have an in-state tuition, okay, which was amazing. Nice. So with I was able to kind of like stay here and afford to pay to go to college. Awesome. And, and after college, I, I was like, I didn't know what to do because I was like, okay, my parents are not going to be able to help me anymore. And I have to get a job, even though I had other plans, I wanted to do different things, but I was like, okay, I still have to be realistic. And uh, I decided, okay, I'm going to apply for jobs. And I got a job. At the same time, all of this is happening. I was volunteering at a pharmacy. I was volunteering at a doctor's office because I was still trying to figure out what is my next step, even though I don't know exactly what it is. Somehow, somewhere, something will happen. Yeah. And at the doctor's office, I remember um, he was telling me, why don't you apply to PA school? Since you already have your hours and you already have everything, because my major was pharmaceutical science um, with a chemistry focus. And he was like, you should apply to PA school. And one of my friends was already in PA school. So I messaged him. I was like, hey, Um, I work for this doctor and he told me, I think you should apply to PA school because I work in his office and my interaction, everything. What do you think about it? And he was like, yeah, you should definitely do that. I definitely see you as a PA. I was like, okay. So from that conversation with him and I was like, okay, let me just search more, research more about PAs. And then I realized, I was like, okay, wow. So how am I going to get into PA school? Because I feel like I'm pretty close to the deadline and and my friend was just like, just apply. You don't know, just apply. And if that doesn't happen, then whatever happens, happens. And I was like, okay, I'm going to eat. I'm going to apply to PA school. And if that does happen, I get a job. I save some money and I'll reapply another time. If not, I'll have money to just go travel. Yeah. So I only applied to one PA school wow. and I the same time I applied to PA school, I got a job. 
December 28th. And I didn't know if I was going to get accepted. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to work. So I decided to take the job. I started working. And around May, I think five or six months of me working, um, I got a call that I have an interview to get into PA school. Awesome. Around that time, I was saving every penny that I have from income tax from my work. I'm like, it's either I go to PA school, I travel to South Africa. That was my 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 dream. Sure. And when I went to the interview, I was nervous, very nervous. And but everything went well. I think like a month after that, I got the call and the email that I got accepted to PA school. Awesome. Congrats. And I was just <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, this is this is crazy. And at the same time, I was like, it, it was a happy moment. But at the same time, I was like, OK, so how am I going to pay for PA school? Sure. I, I get accepted. Like, how am I going to pay? So I was asking around like my family member and friends to see um, if they, I can co-sign for a loan. But because of my immigration status, not many people were comfortable to have to have to co-sign me for a loan, which I understand because things change every day with politics. So um, I was like, okay, so I have some money saved. I'm going to use that for whatever time it will last me. And then I'll figure it out. I remember I was speaking to one of my friends and then he was like, just, just go, just do it. And whatever happens, happens next. And that's literally what I just did. I had approximately 20 something thousand dollars saved that's impressive and I <laughs> and I paid for like a year and a half of PA school and be, and uh, the second half um, my family my dad kind of helped and I used my credit card for the rest wow I had a thirteen thousand dollar credit line I was like okay I'll just pay the rest with the credit line and for sure, after that, I'll get a job and figure life out. That's amazing. So then to clarify, it sounds like you didn't graduate with any student loans from PA school. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Wow, that's congrats on that. That's a huge feat for sure. Most PAs, as I'm sure you're aware, graduate with you know six figures of student loan debt. So that's amazing that you're able to start off at broke, you know, so to speak, at zero or you know maybe a little bit with a credit card debt, but honestly, not having six yeah. figures of student loan debt, that that's amazing. So that's very cool. Thank you for sharing that. All right, Ludi. Well, your story for getting into PA school is certainly amazing. I think that it just shows, you know, kind of like your mom said, what is in your mind can, you know, really, you can project that into the world and kind of make life happen. So that was really cool that you were tenacious and kept working at volunteering or working and kind of set yourself up to kind of look for the next step in your life. And then you ended up working with this doctor who, you know, really encouraged you to go to PA school and you had a friend already in PA school. So it really sounds like that everything aligned for you and that it really worked out. So I think that your story is really wonderful. And then Ludi, why do you think that it's important for current and future PAs to pursue financial independence? Um, I think it's important because one, just Knowing about financial independence will help you with your personal finance lifestyle. Because a lot, like you say, a lot of PA, they, they're done, when they're done with PA school, they have a lot of debt and they get a job and now they start making six figure and above and 
they have to pay their student loan, and also they have a lifestyle as well. So knowing about financial independence, putting yourself in a situation where you like you have the knowledge, you know what to do, you know what's the next step to propel yourself in a better financial state instead of just going, you know, paying off your student loan and living above your means and doing all these things, but learning about there's people out there who do this exact thing and this is what they get to where they get to be in the future. Yeah, definitely. I think that it is so hard to find that balance as a new PA when you graduate with a lot of student loan debt, or even if you don't and you're just not used to making, you know, at least close to a six figure income or perhaps more, depending upon Mm -hmm. what you start making right out of PA school. But it's really hard to find that balance Mm -hmm. between wanting to pay off debt and then also trying to like start your life. You know, there's lots of big expenses that can happen right after PA school especially if you let lifestyle creep happen. So it's important to try your best to really prioritize your expenses right after PA school and throughout your life. So I think that's really good advice that you had. And then why are you personally pursuing financial independence? What is your why of Phi Ludi? It's so besides from like being a PA, I do other things like I enjoy sewing and I enjoy creating organized organizational um, stuff. And I feel like having the freedom, being in a position where you are well financially, you have the freedom to pursue these things freely and to be able to travel as well too. And to be able to spend time with like, my family, my mom, and my cousins who still lives in Haiti, and my dad, being able to spend that time with loved ones. So that's amazing. And maybe in the future, you know, I'll have kids because I'm married and being able to be there for them. Yeah, definitely. I think that family is one of the most important things in life. So it's great that you're able to try to set yourself up to spend more time with your family who are still in Haiti. And then like you said, your future family as well. So that's really exciting. And then Ludi, you've also shared with me that you're working on some projects. Can you share with the listeners the different projects that you're working on and what also made you want to create the projects that you're working on? Okay. Um, one of them, it's um, it's already done. It's I created a, um, a gratitude planner, a 2022 gratitude planner. Cool. Um, it's on sale on Amazon. The reason why I created this is sometimes I don't know how to manage my time. I have time fallacy. I, so, and also sometimes I'm very hard on myself. I created it to kind of like center myself to kind of help me on the day to day to realize like everything is okay. And to plan, being able to plan a whole year, being able to plan towards things that you want, not only things, but towards the feeling that you want when you get these things. So that's the reason why I created this gratitude planner to help people to not only have goals, but to have action steps and to follow it through to seeing it going live, basically, um, throughout the whole year. And the second thing that I'm work the second thing that I'm working on is a children's book, cool. and it's around the delay gratification concept. Sure. But I'm using farming to explain that. So I'm gonna have a Kickstarter where I raise funds for it, 
and I, I just can't wait to, to have that out there because it's really it's really cute yeah. <laughs> and I just can't wait to share with people and the last thing that I'm working on is I actually am done with the step is just putting it together it's a free guide for after PAs graduated and what to expect basically because I was when I graduated I was like okay I'm done and then they're like oh this is what this is you're not done there's a lot of stuff that <laughs> totally <needs> to completely <laughs> so I created like this free guide that explain okay now you're a PAC what's next so you get a job what is credentialing what is um what are the license that you have to apply for and when you get that job what to expect and how to negotiate and if you can't negotiate what do you do so basically it outlined all these things and will help some any any PAs graduating passing their boards getting their first job nice nice those sound like three amazing resources I really like the idea of the gratitude journal and I'll make sure to include the link in the show notes for everyone to check that out on Amazon for sure and then it's really exciting that you're writing a children's book it sounds like that it's been a fun project for you and that you're able to use different concepts to try to explain planting the seeds so to speak I guess is a kind of a corny analogy there but planting the seeds of how to teach those young kiddos about finances when they are so young because if you can teach them young then they can be set up for success down the road and then that free guide it certainly sounds very interesting for brand new PAs so thank you for sharing all that information and the projects that you're working on for sure. Ludi, can you now share where the listeners can find you to connect with questions or if they are interested in, you know, trying to follow along for you to get that free guide once it's out there and just try to see if they can keep in touch for you over the years? Um, so I am on Instagram, truly Ludi. And also I have a blog, trulyludi.com. And uh, um, for my on my Instagram page, I have like a, a link where with all free resources, which I post them on Gumroad, where I have budget sheets and other things that they will find helpful. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I think that they sound like wonderful resources. I'm really excited that our listeners can touch base with you and get connected. Thank you. And then thank you so much, Ludi, too, for joining and sharing your story. I think that it was incredibly inspirational and there was lots of good information in there. Are there any other topics or any other pieces of advice that you feel like we haven't covered yet to share with the listeners today? I My piece of advice is like based from what I've went through on, from my story, my advice is to follow your gut and if you want to do something just start with one action because that one action will act like a domino effect towards your life yeah that's awesome I think that's great like you said you don't always have to know all of the answers but just taking action and not getting stuck in analysis paralysis so to speak where you just keep thinking about all the possible situations can really help you down the road so wonderful thank you well, thanks again, Ludi. It was really fun. It was a really fun chat, and I really appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for tuning in 
and I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on, but more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.